Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello, Tom Canning here to introduce Football in Berkshire's interview podcast, Berkshire Football Stories. Every week, the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast will bring you two great podcasts, our regular chat pod with myself, Abby Tysurst, and host Rob Davis, as well as a second pod that will include an interview with someone from the world of Berkshire football. We have some great guests in the next few weeks, but up next in the hot seat is Berkshire's very own FA Vars specialist, Jamel Johnson, talking about his career, clubs, and two very big days out. If you like what you hear, make sure you hit subscribe to get the latest episodes every week, and look us up on Twitter at FI Berkshire and on Facebook by searching Football in Berkshire. In the meantime, here's Jamel. Hi everybody uh, and welcome to Jamel Johnson to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. Hello Jamel. Yes, hi Tom, how are you? Not so bad, not so bad. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy your busy day. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Well, thank you, thanks for coming on. Um, it, it's not often we get a, a two-time Wembley uh, <laughs> finalist on on the yeah. podcast. Is is that something you're you're proud of? Oh uh, yeah, immensely proud, um, and something I never tire of hearing of either. So uh, <laughs> feel free to mention it as many times as you like during the conversation. Um, yeah, it's quite surreal. I mean, t- to go once is, is is one thing, but to get the opportunity to go a second time was yeah was just amazing. It occurs to me that was quite an obvious question to start with. So we'll start the start <laughs> nice and easy and then we'll gradually build up to some real toughies towards the end. Um, but yeah, obviously, obviously um, you, you played in the final for Thatcham Town um, in, in yeah. the winning final against Stockton Town. And mm. you, were, you were an unused sub for, for Binfield in the most recent final in the, in the game yeah. that, um, that, that endured, saw, saw them lose 3-2 to Warrington Rylands. But yeah, I mean, there can't be many players who've appeared in, in two, let alone for two different clubs. Yeah, I'm not, I've not heard of, of, of anyone else. So it's, it's quite yeah, a proud achievement to have my name attached to that, that kind of uh, mantra, which is, which is good. Um, I mean, the first final and journey was, was just fantastic with a, a great club. And, and, the, and the good thing for me um, and most important thing for me is that I've, I've got there with two of the clubs where I spent most of my time. So I think in my playing career, I've, I've maybe had um, maybe five or six years at Thatcham and five seasons at Binfield. So um, really, it was the, the two clubs where I've played most of my football. Um, so got to know, obviously, people around the club, the volunteers and, and all the rest of it, committees, etc. Um, obviously, as well as the players and to see them get their day out at Wembley um, was, yeah, was, was quite special. What were, were there some sort of real similarities? I because mean, I know we we spoke before the final, but were, were there some yeah. real similarities between between these two? Is there almost like a? Could you put your finger? You're probably the best person to ask. Is there a yeah. formula for winning mm. or, or getting to a Vars final? Yeah. So the similarities are, are really the togetherness amongst the group. Um, so the two scenarios were quite different in that Binfield obviously was a was was a COVID hit season whereby there was no um, there was no league campaign 
so we were playing the the Vars final uh, the Vars games back to back weekends. Um, whereas uh, at Thatcham, there was obviously a league campaign to go in. There were games in between and, and all the rest of it. But um, the main thing is the togetherness of the squad and the management team. Um, everyone pulling in the same direction. Um, and I guess the carrot of Wembley um, is always a, an easy thing to, to get people motivated. Um, but you still have to manage it. You still have to be um, working together and, and all pulling in the same in the same direction. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're the main similarities. It's just having a, a good bunch of people um, who are all pulling in the same direction and, and, and want to achieve the same goal. We'll kind of come to the to the to the modern part of your career in a, in a little while. I want to kind of find out where you started, though, Jamal. Where where did where did football really begin for you? Um, so many years, many many years ago. I mean, I've been playing since I was since I was young. Um, I think my earliest memory is probably about um, maybe six or seven playing for the the boys' brigade um, team, which my dad used to take me to, um, and then moving on to um, youth football, where I played for Thames Valley Juniors. Um, who were the, the best team in, in Reading. We won pretty much everything. Um, and then I joined kind of Whitney Wood in kind of the, the teenage the teenage years. Um, but in terms of, in terms of non-league, um, I started playing for Reading Town Reserves, obviously now known as Reading City, yeah. um, when, I was, when I was 15. Um, and then when I was 16, um, Colin Millard, who was the manager of Reading Town at the time, brought me into the first team. Um, and I was, yeah, and I was playing the first team. In fact, my, my dad, used to collect the papers and he's put together a scrapbook and all, and all the rest of it. And I think the first page is, is, um, is me at Scours Lane, um, skipping past the player on the, on the right wing uh, on my first game when I was 16. So it's quite strange to, to see that. And then obviously to, to, to still be at that same venue yeah. playing football <laughs> now is, is crazy. It, it's a bit cyclical, your career, I think, but by the sounds of things, because the, the first thing I was thinking of, there, there can't be an, a non-league player in Reading that didn't play for Reading Town at one point or another. Yeah. yeah. And if, if yeah. at one point all of those players had come together at the same time, we could That's we could right. talk about uh, uh, an incredible team. Yeah, the talent in Reading is, is, is unbelievable. So I used to play... Um, Sunday mornings as well for for D Road Rangers and the the level um, that we used to the, the, on Sunday mornings was 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 unreal. Um, and a lot of them played obviously non league non league football elsewhere. But you're right. If there was a collective time or um, a collective um, period where all of those talents in Reading were all brought together, yeah, Reading Town would would be would be a very would have been a very strong strong team. It, 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 Reading is 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 one of those places. Like, I mean, it gets almost zero credit for for anything, mm. but it, it's one of those places that just seems to to exude some some very very talented people in whatever walks of life, whether it's film, TV, football. Um, yeah. I, I was looking just the other day. I was doing a bit on the FA Sunday Cup, which Burfield have entered, and, and okay. Field, um, by all accounts, was an incredible Sunday league side back in the early '90s, and they went on and, and won the FA Sunday Cup. And it just felt feels like one of those things like the, there's not enough credit for 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 the area for the for the type and level and amount of footballers it produces. And obviously, you're you're another one of those. Yeah, well, so, yeah. So I've been I mean I've, I've been fortunate to play with a lot of the names you're probably thinking of, and um, you say that there is so much. Um, talent in Reddit, not just in football, but outside of it as well. But um yeah, speaking from a football perspective, um yeah, there, there is a there is a lot of a lot of good players around. Um yeah, and, and I say if they had come together all at one time it would have been it would have been fantastic um spectacle. But um but yeah, I, I think a lot of players have gone on to have 
good non-league careers. Um, some have played in the in in the leagues. So I think of people yeah. like Marcus Richardson, for example, um, who who done who done really well. Um, so yeah, so yeah, there's a lot lot of talent here. According to um, the Aylesbury United FC.co.uk website, which is an excellent <laughs> place to go to look up non-league players who never played for Aylesbury, um, <laughs> you you went on to Windsor and Eton, Hungerford, and they've got Thatcham mm. Town. So they've, they've missed out Binfield, but um, okay. What happened to you after Reading Town then? Yeah, so after Reading Town, um, I um, so I played maybe two seasons there when I was 16, 17, maybe just pushed into to 18. Um, and I think like a lot of people, so you, at that time, I said I had a dream of being a professional footballer, as most people did. Um, and I think around that time, maybe 18, um, become an adult, you start to go out, get cars, all the rest of it. I think I, I kind of fell out of love of football, which I think it happens to a lot of a lot of people at that at that age. I think it's almost a realisation that maybe you haven't quite got the talent to make it professionally. And you're kind of in that kind of period of time. And a lot of people walk away from the game and, and some people get dragged back. So um, so around that time, um, Roddy, Sl- Roddy Slater, who was the man, who was the physio mm. at Reading Town and then became manager of Henley. Yeah. Um, he convinced me to, to go back and play for him at Henley. Um, so I went back there. Um, I think there were step six at the time. Yeah. So I just went back there to kind of enjoy my football. Um, done really well there. I only played about eight games for him before um, I was, I played against Milton United and I was picked up, um, they came in for me and I, I went and joined, went and joined them and uh, done really well there. Played for Gary Acklin, who was a the manager there at the time. Then he went on and got the Fatchum job and he took me with him. Um, and then I had a really good season there, um, there at Fatchum. So I went from kind of step six, step five to step four um, <laughs> within, within the space of a year. Um, but was, yeah, but was doing really well. I know you sort of say, um, you know, you have that dream of being a pro um, mm. And but is it is it something that because it's something that occurs to me with zero football talent <laughs> and maybe it wouldn't occur to you. But did does that occur to you now or did it occur to you at the time that actually go, making those steps up? That's actually pretty impressive. It might not be pro football, but mm. going through that means you're pretty good. Yeah. So at the time, you don't kind of you don't kind of realise it. Um, I don't think the long league profile um, well, it definitely wasn't as big as it is now. Um and, and and there wasn't kind of that 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 shining that shining light on it. But when you look back on it, yeah, it was a really good standard. There was some some good players and and uh, and some tough tough leagues, etc. Um, so so yeah, when you look back on it, it's great to be able to forge a, a, a good a good non league career. My my little brother's sixteen, um, and I always talk to him about um, you get some some great days playing non league playing non league football. Great days out, coach trips away from home. I remember trips down to Truro and Taunton and places <laughs> like that. I mean, they're some of my best memories in, in, in life. So, um, so yeah, you, you can get a really, a really good buzz from it all. And, and obviously you kind of get to have a, a career on the side as well. You get to, you get to do something, you get to do something else completely different. And so football isn't the be all and end all. Uh, no, that's it. In the end. Yeah. And I literally got to about maybe um, 2021 when I, when I, when I thought to myself, Okay, I'm, I'm not going to be a professional footballer. Um, kind of accepting it and accepting now. Try and do your best at, at, at non-league. Um, you can still earn a few quid. You have some good days. Yeah, kind of the acceptance of um, yeah of, of you're not going to make it as a professional footballer. Find something else to do, kind of as a career, but um, have enough time to kind of um, enjoy your enjoy your football as well as much as you can. So you obviously you've had you had two spells at Thatcham. 
Um, yes. And you've had, you had two spells at Binford. Obviously, I want to come on to mm-hmm. the Binford stuff in a bit because we're a little bit more focused on that than, than perhaps we we are on. But but th- obviously, Thatcham comes under the remit. And there was a little bit at yeah. Hungerford as well. Yeah, so um, so what happened there? So yeah, I'd, I'd say I had a, a couple of good seasons with, with Thatcham, although the latter is my first spell. The latter season, um, I tore my hamstring and I didn't play for mm. six months or so. Um, and that year, um, Windsor had won the um, had won the Step Four League, and they'd just been promoted to Step Three. Um, so in that summer, they contacted me. I went and joined them, um, and I was there for maybe two or three months um, playing at Step Three. But I was playing second fiddle to a to a striker called Michael Channels, who was on loan at Brentford and all the rest of it at the time. So he was a really good player, and, but there was no way of me kind of getting in. And we played one up front. So yeah, um, yeah. So then Bobby contacted me um in that in that season um and i went down to hungerford with him um again really 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 good time there um it was good playing for 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 bobby at the time um went there in probably november time ended that season as as top goal scorer for the for the team um yeah done really well we had a good playoff push um got knocked out in the playoff semi-final i think so um so yeah that was a, that was a good year um but then at the end of that year um i went back to thatcham um, even though Hungerford were, were keen to, to, to keep me, um, I went back to Thatcham because um, Gary Acklin, who initially took me to, to Thatcham, he had gone back there as the manager. Right. Um, and I guess, yeah, I led with my, my, my heart in, in that instance and I went back and, and, and joined him for a, um, for, for, for a bit. It, it seems a little bit like the, the early part of your career was sort of, there was a few clubs and there was a bit of moving around it. Whereas later in your career, you really settled into a couple of places, and you were, and you seemed to be quite happy there. Yeah. Was that a conscious decision? Did you think about moving clubs a lot, or, or were you just looking for the right place? Yeah, literally looking for the right place and where I felt at home. So Thatcham was the first place where I really felt um, like at home in terms of, uh, I mean, people, the, the the committee, and 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 met some good friends in terms of players and etc. Um, and the manager um, was, was was really good to me, um, so I felt really comfortable there, and I was playing my, my best football. Um, so I was never really one to to kind of chase clubs, and clubs came in for me at that time. I remember Didcot were doing really well at the time; they they came in for me, but I said no because I was I was I was settled, etc. Uh, and then um, I mean I was I almost had to leave because of, we talked a little bit about outside work. Outside work kind of pushed me um, outside of being able to, to travel to Thatcham. Um, I moved to to work in in London, um, and then it was really a case of right. I need to find a, another another home. Um, and fortunately, one of my first first calls and conversations was with Binfield, um, and yeah, didn't didn't look back after that. Again, another great family club, some good people down there. Um, yeah, and I felt really settled there as soon as I got there. Was that was that Mark Talentai was in charge at the time? It was, yeah, yeah. So Tally was in charge. Um, I um, I knew James Suarez. Yeah. Um, from um, from Sunday football, um, and um, I, I spoke to him because I knew he was at Binfield. I moved to Bracknell, um, so I was just looking for a club um, at, at a good level. I spoke to James. He said, "Yeah, I'm sure Tally would, Tally would definitely love you to come, JJ." And put me in touch with him. I spoke to Tally, and yeah, and and, it, and he got me down there. And yeah, that was that was my first kind of introduction to Binfield. That that was quite a um, <coughs> it was quite a, quite a close knit 
team at the time as was as it was on your second time around as far as i mm. i can tell from from speaking there there was quite a lot, there, was, there was a couple of curious things there was the the, the infamous bimfield calendar um yes. which i'm not sure i've got photo evidence of you in it but i, I <laughs> no i was working that day i remember i remember it but i was i was working in london that day and i couldn't get back so oh. um yeah i'm quite i'm quite thankful now because yeah those, those pictures still do the rounds on the odd, on the other anniversary so uh <laughs> and then and then there was the um there was the the baby club with uh, with the three of you yes. all with all with kids in a short space of time yeah um, i remember when we spoke before you said that it was funny because when that happened obviously your your youngest your youngest lad was then able to watch you play at Wembley um yes. and it was all quite timely at that point but yeah very something in the water very very strange period of time where all three of you would would you to have kids at a similar time yeah the, the um what's the name they, they uh, dubbed it the the Binfield baby boom yes um and they yeah they had us down there pictures etc um I think I've done a piece on BB Radio, Radio Berkshire as well when they were asking us about it. Is there something in the water, etc.? So <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all crazy. But um, but yeah, no. Now and 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 all our children now were nine and nine and ten. Um, so um, so one of them was 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 Suarez, who who's coaching his son's team. Mm. Um, I'm doing something similar now with my son's team. Um, so so yeah, it's uh, it's it was, it was a good time. <laughs> Um, and, and obviously there were, there were some good times with the, with the club then as well. There was there were a few trophies. Um, as far as I remember, there was a promotion to to the Premier Division of the Hellenic League. Yes, yeah, so I joined after. That. Ah, okay. I think they'd been yeah they'd been promoted. So I know they'd been in the lower leagues for mm. for a little bit, and then they they'd been promoted, and then I joined at that point. So throughout my time there, it's always been um, Hellenic Prem or. or um, yeah, step step five. Yeah, but there was yeah there was some some really good days. I think we've been to we went to Wembley at least twice. Uh, so Wembley, Majeski got Wembley on the mind. <laughs> what's going on? We haven't mentioned it for five minutes, so you know I have to. Sorry, have to mate. You, you there, did guess, make you but... did say you did write that in the contract for this. I've got to mention Wembley. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so we got to a couple of finals at Majeski, um, but um, but yeah, we we we, we lost those and. Um, yeah, I think Roger had this. Uh, Roger Herridge, who was the manager, had this really um, unfortunate record of, of of losing in finals. I think I've um, I've played in, in most of the finals that he's lost, unfortunately. Um, so I, I blame myself a little bit. But at least at least three finals come to mind that um, that 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 we lost during that time, uh, and the one they actually won. Yes. Um, I was playing for I was playing for Faction. You were playing for the other side, us, yeah. Yeah, and they beat us one nil. So <laughs> there you go. It was me. It was me all along. It was all. It was all you. We, we can yeah. we can pin that. I've, I think I've got a podcast title out of this already. It's all Jamal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's let I mean let's 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 do Wembley. Why not? I mean you mm. you obviously you went you went back to Thatcham. What what yeah. was the t- what was about the decision to to move on from Binfield at that time? So as I say, Thatcham was um, almost felt like like home for me, and a lot of the players um, that I knew really well had 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 stayed there. And the only reason I left was because of because of work commitments. Um, but um, I think I was at Binfield for maybe four years, and during that time, I'd been settled in my role, um, and I managed to pick up um, my same role, but locally. So in Reading, so I was no longer having to travel to London. Uh, okay, um, and and every year. Thatcher would be, oh, you're coming back, you're coming back, etc. So, um, yeah, eventually my arm was twisted, and I and I and I, and I went back. Um, it's quite strange because living in Bracknell and, and playing for Binfield, the journey to training was about three minutes. 
so going back to have to jump in the car for 45 minutes and yeah. get him was a was a bit of a yeah bit of a, I, an eye opener but I mean, absolutely no disrespect to anybody from Thatcham that uh, mm. that's listening to this, but I, I live myself in West Berkshire, and Thatcham okay. is just one of those places that's just just a little bit further than you think it is. It's, it's just over there. It's it's yeah. It, it's it's really quite far away. <laughs> and the position of the ground doesn't help. I mean, the, the, with the with the train crossing there, I feel yeah. like I've spent at least several days of my life sat at that train crossing through my time at Batcham and you time it wrong I've, I've picked up so many late fines just because of that train crossing and things so um so yeah so yeah so the, the only reason the only reason for for leaving been for that last time was because um I was able to to kind of um logistically return to return to Thatcham yeah. um they had ambitions to kind of win the win the league um and I thought Do you know what let's give it one more go I think I was maybe 28 29 that kind of age um let me give it one more push before um before i think about um yeah hanging up the boots and yet you're still going and yeah i'm still going. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah but, see danny robinson's not a bad manager to go and uh, to go and sign for yeah danny i mean danny's really good in terms of um the way the way he talks he's a really good um motivator so great in the great in the changing room at pre-match halftime all that kind of thing um and and you see the success he's having in terms of um how he gets performances from um from players and his and his teams are are, are excelling i mean the the, the first season I, I was at thatcher went back thatcher for two seasons and the second season was obviously the uh the, the wembley season um but in that year i think we we won something like 30 odd games in a row um, and 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 got to all three cup finals mm. as well, um, losing the two domestic ones and, and then winning and then winning the Wembley one. Um, so a league and cup double um, was was really good. It, it occurred to me at the time because I was at the I was at the Binfield Thatcham Cup final at Windsor, and it occurred to me at the time that obviously it, it was Thatcham were odds on to would have been absolute favorites to win all of that yeah. well certainly certainly the, the domestic cup competitions and it just occurred to me that i do you know what i i don't imagine the players will care losing these two if they win the vars did, did it did it have any effect losing those or did it because i can see it going in one or two ways either it's like oh yeah right well, yeah we just don't win finals and then you just lose all hope or or it goes yeah. the other way and goes well we've lost those we're not going to lose this did, what, what, how did that manifest itself yeah, so um, I mean, obviously, we were all um, so anxious and, and playing for places. Um, so our squad was super talented. We had at least twenty players who who would all um, who could all shout a claim for a, for a starting place, let alone a place on on the bench. Um, so we were playing for places and, and a place in that squad for for, for Wembley. Um, and I think, um, I mean, for myself, maybe um, put too much pressure on myself to kind of perform in those in those two final games because you knew that you would only get um, 60 minutes or half an hour or whatever it might be to kind of prove yourself. Um, but the feeling in the changing room after that was um, actually, um, it, it's almost a blessing in disguise to have that feeling to be like, Phew, we haven't lost for 30 odd games yeah. and, and this is what it feels like. And, and they're out there lifting trophies, et cetera. Um, and to do that back to back, when we went into Wembley, we was thinking, do you know what? We can't have this feeling here on the biggest stage, on television, in front of our family, all the rest of it. We, we need to make sure we get the we get the job done. So I think if we maybe would have won those two cup finals, maybe would have gone into 
the VARS final uh, a bit complacent and who knows what the outcome would have been. What what was it like? Because obviously it was a single goal. It was Shane Cooper-Clark's. It was a single goal. What what was that like? Because obviously, you know, I know what it's like to watch games as tense as this as a fan, but as a, as a player, yeah. what, what are you doing when you're when you're kind of watching that? I'm not sure if you were on the pitch at the time, but what, what are you no. what are you doing? Yeah, no. So I was on the um, on on the bench, and um, it's, it's so it's so nerve wracking. I think it's worse when you're not involved. Um, it's a really strange feeling. So uh, I felt so nervous throughout <laughs> that whole first half, and and before I came on, um, it was about twenty odd minutes to twenty odd minutes to go. But the strange feeling was as soon as I stepped on the pitch, I had no nerves at all. Um, we were one nil up. My job was to go and make sure. Um, that I helped the team get over the line. Um, and as soon as I crossed that white line, no nerves at all. It was just a pitch, two goals. Um, everything was kind of the same, apart from the fact that you couldn't hear anyone from the other side of the pitch because of the noise from the from the crowd. That was quite quite surreal. Um, but uh, but other than that, it was it was more nerve wracking being on the sideline, watching and waiting, um, as opposed to to when I when I got on the pitch. Um, we'll just just fast forward to to the second cup final then, because uh, and I, I want to just get in a little bit of Reading City as well, just before we finish, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, second, the second Vars final, the, the run that was a very different run for you. You, I, I heard a lot of talk. There, there was there was yourself and I think Phil Veal as well, who were yes. kind of you were you were regular substitutes on that mm. Vars run. And I know you talked to me about the the importance of of being ready and you know being ready in your head if you were needed and and all of that but is it what I suppose what what was it like being being the sub not sure if you're you're getting because because you know you're you're used to starting games influencing games but yeah everybody said to me everybody I spoke to said it was it was about the team and it was the team was bigger than than the individuals but there there must have been a little bit of frustration at times I'm not trying to get you in any trouble here (laughs) (laughs) yeah no definitely I mean one thing is, is is obvious that all players want to want want to play um and I, and I think that that's obvious and and you want players like that in your dressing room anyway um because then that pushes the other players to want to try and keep um keep their shirt but um again I go back to the togetherness of the of, of the squad I think it really helped the fact that all of our games were away and we spent so much time together on the coaches there and back um and the fact that everyone was in lockdown, they were kind of our our days out. Yeah, um, we were able to 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 escape and 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 kind of and kind of be to be together, etc. So, um, so that was that was really good. But yeah, it's always it's always challenging when you don't play. I think from my perspective, um, I guess it comes with experience in in the fact that I always take a step back now, um, being a bit older, and I think to myself, right, if I was Wivs and and and, and Dodds and and I was in charge of this team what kind of 11 would I, would I pick? And I still do that to, to this day on a Friday. I think about, right, what would I, what would I pick if I was a manager? Um, and often during that binfield run, I mean, we had some, some brilliant players, especially in the wide areas where I was competing. Um, I would actually pick the other players ahead of me to kind of get a result, um, a scenario I would bring myself on really maybe to, to shore up a game, show a bit of discipline, all that kind of thing. Um, but to go and win a game of football, I would have had them ahead of me. Um, so I wasn't overly disappointed to, to not be to not be playing, um, although I would have loved to, to, to get a, another another crack at it. Um, but I was more happy to, to see, um, or equally as happy to see other people 
um, do well and 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 play well, etc., and 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 get their Wembley moment. And yes. and yeah, and obviously, I think it made a difference the fact that I'd been there before as well. So maybe that had a difference to how I might feel feel about it. I was just so excited. I mean, I was so excited just for everyone there to kind of experience it. Um, and, and let, let's just let's just sort of round off in, with Reading City. I, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this. I, um, in in the summer, you had alluded to me that you were thinking about finishing off and yep. and and um, and and sort of you know nice little neat bow, slightly cyclical. But obviously, I, I guess yeah. there was there was one more one more challenge in you, which is which is Reading City and this combined counties league, which I think is not as easy as as maybe a few of us thought it was going to be. I, no. I think we all looked at it and thought, oh right, yeah, we've got some good Berkshire clubs here. They're all going to be at the top, and it's yeah. not quite worked out like that, has it? No, no, definitely, definitely not. I mean, on the first point, um, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of most seasons, I always say, right, that's it. I'm going to I'm going to hang up the boots. But tell you what, a few weeks off in the summer and I can't I honestly can't wait to get back. Um, and I think you um, put out an, an article um, about yep. me potentially looking for a new club. Um, I and, I, <laughs> and I think I had about 10, 10 clubs contact me um, and I thought to myself, I must have something to give, more yeah. to give if if there are so many people interested. Um, so I was quite pleasantly surprised by that, um, and which is why I chose to 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 play on. Um, and speaking to Simon Johnson and and, and Michael Butcher, Reading City was just a, a, a great a great fit for me. Um, it was almost a case of, as I mentioned, when I was sixteen, I played down Scours Lane, um, and it was almost a case of of going going back and and seeing seeing what it was like. Um, but it's it's been great, um, great great bunch of lads, young squad. Yeah. Um, so um, helps to bring in some experience, um, and I've been trying to, to to do that job and and kind of give give some guidance and, and help out in in that respect. Um, and 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 yeah, the the, the combined counties league is is is, is a tough one. Um, I think the London teams are, are are really strong. So we have a we have a good um, batch of clubs here in Berkshire. Um, but the London teams seem to be seem to be doing really really well. Strong, powerful teams, um, which is something that we need to to get to, to get to grips of. Um, and I think our results in, in in particular have been a little bit up and down. But we've had so many injuries, um, and we're kind of coming together now. And I think there's a long a longer term project to kind of to kind of get us competing at the right end of the league. Um, but yeah, we're holding our own as as it stands. It'd be really good for Simon to actually finish the season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. There are no more interruptions that we, yeah. that, that we, that we have. So, uh, yeah. I was, it was just curious with that sort of interest from, from other clubs. How, how do you sort of deal with that with, with, with the wife? Is it sort of sitting on the sofa? Oh, there's another one, another one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's difficult. So, so at this, at this stage of my, of, of my career, um, it's, it's a case of kind of cutting down travel was as mm. much as much as possible. Um, obviously, been really she's been really sport and the fact that I've been at Binfield, which is say a stone's throw away from 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 where we live. Um, but um, the, I mean, the alternative is I stop playing football, and, and she wouldn't want me around the house when, when <laughs> I've not got football in my life. I'm just I just don't think I'd be a, a really a really good a really good person to be around. But um, but, but yeah, but but Reading Reading's not too far away. So I grew up in Reading. Um, yeah. I work in Reading. Uh, my family are all in Reading. So um, so yeah, it, it works. It works well. Do, do you think there's a possibility now then that you might continue on past this season? 
I, I think so. I, I think um, what happens is I, I get different challenges um, that I want to make sure that I, I achieve. So helping this Reading City team um, get towards the top of the league is, is one. Um, but another more personal one is, is my, my little brother is, is 16. I remember him being born when I was, when I was just 18. Um, and he's now in the Redden City development squad. Wow. Um, and he started, he's played three games now. He, he's got his first goal the other day. Um, and now I'm just thinking to myself, what, what would it be like to, to have an opportunity to play with my, with my little brother? Um, and I think once I've had the chance to do that um, in, in, in a good side, um, that, that, may be, that may be where I, where I draw the line. But, um, but, we'll, but we'll see. I've said that a thousand times. <laughs> I've, I've only known you a short time Jamel and, uh, and and yes you've said that several times to yeah, me already exactly, as well exactly exactly well we, we we may know what Simon thinks if he if he sticks him in the first team uh tomorrow so we'll uh, we, we may <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Jamel thank you so much for your time um it's really really much appreciated um thank you very much you're mo- yeah you're most welcome and good to good to chat Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.